Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. Chapter 46 The presence of the fallen bodies just inside the entrance to the mountain base had spurred Nicole to action. She viewed their presence as the warning they were. They had been fleeing from something, something that they were willing to forsake the most secure facility in North America to get away from. They were a mix of military and civilian Department of Defense employees. Military uniforms on some bodies lay mixed with those in civilian business attire. The primary mission of this particular military machine was ultra-secret. The only thing Nicole knew was that her father was in command of it. He had not called her as the commander those many months ago, but as her father. A father who knew that hell was coming, and that the safest place to be was by his side. Now, with Sam and the others gathered around her, it started to sink in that the reunion with her estranged father and the refuge she sought had taken a dark turn. Nicole, Sam, Walt, Paul, and Billy stepped around the dead bodies. Behind them, Jordan pushed Ruby in her wheelchair. The bodies on the ground did not appear to be the monsters that she and the others had battled to get here. Nicole peered down at them as she passed. They had all fallen in a similar pattern, head towards the door, arms outstretched. She did not fail to notice also that all the bullet wounds that had struck them down had come from behind. These people weren't the dead attacking when they were killed. They were trying to escape and were shot in the back with matching wounds to the back of their heads to make sure they stayed down. It spoke of a preventative measure that had come too late. As the group moved clear of the fallen bodies, Nicole stopped. Jordan, you push Ruby in her chair. The rest of us, form a circle around them. Keep your rifles tight against your chest, fingers on the guards, but ready to go. Think of the circle like a pie, and everybody gets a slice. Don't take someone else's slice. Your own slice is in front of your face and beyond. Ruby, Jordan, it's going to be like on the bus, okay? We need ammo. We sing out, you feed it to us. Control your firing to three-round bursts and talk to each other when you get low. Nothing gets inside the circle, okay? She said. Nicole looked around at the others and got nodding heads in response. In the leather pouch on the back of Ruby's chair were stuffed boxes of the high-velocity rounds, with more in the pouches hanging off either side of the chair. In Ruby's lap were two more opened boxes. Do you think... Billy said, his question hung unfinished in the air. Nicole looked at him and then the others. I don't know what we're going to find. So everybody, just stay alert, okay? She said. A final nodding of heads, then they formed up a circle around Ruby and Jordan. Nicole took point, with Sam on her right shoulder, Walt on her left. Billy was to Walt's left, and Paul was on Sam's right, covering the rear, 
and closing the circle. In formation, they began to move out into the subterranean base. Nicole tried to keep her focus. She needed to do that for herself and the others. She had seen her father teach the circle formation to recruits, but she did not kid herself. She was no field commander. She was trying to keep herself and the others alive by employing tactics she half remembered from when she was a kid and her father's idea of a day out was dragging her to basic training classes. Once she got herself and the others here, her plan was to submit to whatever government paranoia was the standard protocol and then endure a lecture from her father that she hoped wouldn't be too much of an I told you so. She was ready for that, and some part of her even welcomed it, if only so that she could then tell her father that for her part she was sorry for not being as understanding about his role in the world, and letting that create distance between them. Now, as she moved deeper into the cavernous facility, she could almost feel the rocks closing in on her, and wanted nothing more than for an armed patrol to call for them, to halt and drop their weapons. No patrol came, and she didn't want to even think about why. The group moved as one through the expansive entrance, which was essentially a large loading area. Forklift stood abandoned. Supplies sat, still sealed on huge lift plates, set in the floor, that would lower the provisions to any of the several levels below. To their right, huge transport trucks sat parked. Some were empty. Others looked like they were in the process of being unloaded when something interrupted. Nicole took all of this in. She scanned the area in front of her. As they approached the end of the loading area, they came to the other end of the cavern. Mounted in the rock was a set of sliding doors, much larger than any normal elevator. Set in the wall next to the doors was a card scanner. A large light above the elevator doors glowed bright red. A camera stared down at them. Nicole stepped forward and stared up into the camera. Please, my name is Nicole Bennett. I'm the daughter of Colonel Stephen Bennett. I'm here with my friends. I'm here at my father's request, she said. She waited several seconds for some kind of response, but none came. Nicole turned to the others and looked worried. Ruby smiled at her. Maybe they just got busy. Give them a few minutes, Ruby said. Nicole looked at Ruby, then back to the entrance where the bodies lay. A voice reverberated in her head. Too busy to take care of the dead lying on their doorstep? Too busy to even secure the door? Nicole turned back to the staging area. The others turned and looked at her, waiting to see what she would do. Nicole stood and thought for a minute. The worst had happened here, and her father had been forced to order a withdrawal into the bowels of the facility. That much was clear to her. But the reason for nobody answering her call, or even seeming to notice that they were here, unnerved her. She pushed the rising panic out of her head and made a decision. She marched back over to the bodies and scanned them. Clipped to their lapels were their identification cards. She gathered up several cards from off some of the more high-ranking military. When she had several, she went back to the large elevator and looked up into the camera again. She hesitated several seconds, then ran one of the ID cards through the slot. A harsh beep was the only response. Above her, the red light did not change colors. She tried the next one and got the same response. Nicole dropped the two cards at her feet and tried another one. Two minutes later, she had a pile of cards at her feet. 
The light above still glowed red, and the doors remained sealed. Nicole looked up into the camera. The camera eyes stared back at her, silent and unmoving. So, what do we do now, man? Walt said. Nobody had a ready answer. Eventually, all eyes came to rest on Nicole. She studied their faces, then sighed. Seems there's only two choices. Stay or go, she said. They all took turns looking at each other, waiting for someone to make a decision about what they should do next. Well, it's obvious this place is not the refuge we thought it was, Paul said, not wanting to finish his thought. Nobody else spoke for several seconds. Guys, I know things don't look good right now, but I have to find my father. I don't know. Maybe things went off the rails topside here, but things could be better down below. I mean, the doors are sealed, so maybe, you know, Nicole said. Ruby cleared her throat, and all eyes turned to her. From her wheelchair, she looked at them all. Well, what else have we got? If we leave here now because things look bad, how is it different out there? Ruby's words sunk in. Well, I'm in. Nothing out there looks like a better shot than what we got in here, Sam said. Paul looked at the group and then at Jordan. I was willing to stay in that stadium till whenever. That didn't seem to hold as much promise as what we got here, so... Jordan, what do you want to do? Paul said. Without hesitation, Jordan responded. I think we keep going, she said. Paul nodded. Jordan looked at Billy, uncertainty on her face. What do you want to do, Billy? She said. Billy looked at her and held her hand. I go where you go, he said, putting a big smile on her face. Well, heck, man, we made it this far, right? Let's finish it, Walt said. Nicole took a deep breath and nodded. Okay, she said. Maybe we should check the rest of those bodies for their IDs. One of them is bound to have clearance to this door, Billy said. Nicole thought for a second, then shrugged her shoulders. She headed back towards the entrance. The others fell in. Several minutes later, Nicole tried the last of the ID cards. None of them gained them access. If they retreated deeper into the facility, it's likely they secured the doors from the inside and changed the codes or wiped the system of these cards. Nicole said. Before anybody could respond, Sam came trotting up. I was checking out those panels in the floor. They're freight elevators, he said. All eyes turned to Sam. They're all secured and won't respond. All but one, that is. Maybe they forgot to secure it when whatever here happened. We could try taking that down. I mean, if they're going to ignore us up here, let's make it so they can't ignore us down there, Sam said. All eyes went from Sam to Nicole. Nicole looked beyond Sam towards the entrance, then back up to the camera. Turning to Sam and the others, she said, Why not? If they arrest us, at least that will be something. Sam led Nicole and the others over to the only large panel in the floor that wasn't secured. Mounted on a pole in the floor panel was the control pad, consisting of a large yellow button marked Lower, and a large black button marked Raise. Underneath these was a key slot. The slot was facing towards the right, and a green light glowed. They all stared at the freight elevator. Nicole sighed and then stepped onto the panel. 
Sam and the others followed. Jordan pushed Ruby in her chair onto the panel. When everyone was on board, Nicole pushed the yellow button, and the large panel jerked into motion and sank below the floor.